Welcome to Householders, a conversation about American life as Zen practice. I'm Inga Annie Wade. And I'm Kyosaku John Mitchell, and we're lay members of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center. I am working on creating a um, an image for the next retreat, which I believe is in the fall. So I need to get on it so that we can have that image and we can start promoting the retreat. Um, and it seems like all around people really liked the last one I did, which was sort of a Japanese cherry blossom branches and... It, to me, it, was, it I I just was thinking like, oh, I'm just you know, so an advertisement, and it's for Hanamatsuri, which is the uh, flower festival. So I was like, all right, we'll just do some you know some cherry blossoms. I call it a day, but people really liked it, and now I've taken it sort of as a challenge. <laughs> I mean, so I guess I could con- continue to do something simple like that. Um, but I haven't been able to do as much artwork since I started work and it really just gave me an opportunity to delve into that again. Um, so they, they, they kind of came up with a theme and they were, they were throwing around a few ideas. So I just decided to pick one, but basically one of the ideas they had was like sort of embracing the ancestors and they're like, well, don't forget about the female ancestors because, you know, that's that's something that historically hasn't had as much attention. Um, in fact, when I thought about that, I was like, oh, it would be great. I actually have always wanted to paint like a female bodhisattva or a mm. female ancestor or something mm-hmm. like that. So this is a great opportunity to do that. Um, except, you know, there's there's great uh, paintings of Dogen and Akon and like a lot of other, uh, you know, um, a lot of other Japanese um, ancestors, but they're all males. And uh, so I was like, okay, I guess this is an opportunity to make a painting of a female ancestor. And um, I don't know what any of the female ancestors look like. So I'm basically going to paint just a female ancestor you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh, we know that they're gonna be in the zen robes and we're no we know they're probably gonna be bald mm-hmm. so <laughs> i'm gonna start with that um and sort of you know paint this picture that's sort of similar to the way that um the the other ancestors were painted um and one in particular that i found uh, the Japanese artist is Sukioka, um, and he, he was, I believe it's a he, was a an artist in the 1800s, and he did a painting of Bodhisattva, and uh, just so my ideal is sort of like translating that picture of Bodhisattva into a female ancestor pan- painting. Hmm. So that's what we're going with, and <laughs> I... I was like, okay, great. I got an idea and I'll start thinking about it. But I'm like, all right. The The problem right now is that I've been compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. And the way I compartmentalize since I work from home is that anything I do on the computer is work. And anything I do outside the computer is not work. 
and it makes it it it's perfect it's, except it's not perfect because <laughs> um i do digital art right so <laughs> digital art that's work oh mm -hmm. no um and just you know anything that i might have to do on a weekend that does involve the computer um i don't know filing taxes i mean that i think that feels like work for anybody though yeah sure <laughs> so Anything that's involving the computer ever is now work. And actually, like, thankfully, I have a, a desktop and this laptop. So I'm hoping to kind of compartmentalize where, like, the laptop's not work. Just the desktop computer when you're sitting in that room on the desktop. But we'll see. Sometime, somehow it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like the computer. So I'm like, all right. So... I got to think of a way to to do this without using the computer, which I think I will still have to, but just, you know, for the for the um, for the words and everything. So I it was just like, how do I minimize this? Like I can make a painting, but oil painting is my medium that I'm used to working with. It takes a lot of time to like set up and get out. And really, honestly, the, the old paintings that I'm trying to like not replicate, but get inspiration from don't look like oil paintings at all mm -hmm. so that wouldn't even i mean i could still do it and i think it would look nice and everything but i think it it would lack that connection that i'm trying to to make so i start so i i started using gouache and for those who don't know gouache is a medium that's in the middle of watercolor and acrylic i mean that's not really entirely true it's its own medium but that's the best way to describe the consistency and how it works. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. So I'll just, I'll just, uh, you know, practice with this. And I took one of my old sketches and painted it and um, it was hideous. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> obviously it was my first time using the medium, but uh, I was, I was honestly like appalled at how hideous that, that painting was um i did show someone just to see what they thought and i i think they kind of thought it was hideous too they of course they were nice enough not to say that but i mm -hmm. could just tell by their but face you can, like you, yeah you know you know what it means when somebody responds yeah i do yes yes so i, I, I know like, that feeling well okay i'm like cool i mean i already knew it was bad i just wanted to kind of see like because sometimes i make something i think it's bad and like other people don't so yeah. i just like to gauge it a little bit uh, but it doesn't really matter, right? It's all about, like, what you think. It's your personal artwork, mm -hmm. I, I think, anyway. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to give up on this. Um, so I started working on it uh, yesterday, too, and I bought some, like, nicer gouache because I think what I have is, like, probably for, like, it's, like, student grade. Also, it was just really cheap. So maybe maybe a nicer version will work a little bit better. And also, you know, a little bit of practice can help it. But I, I feel like the tags click, the clock is ticking because I really want to get this painting done. So, you know, we might end up just going back to the computer. Mm. But, <laughs> but knowing knowing the medium, I can do this later on. It photographs really well because it's not very shiny. It's got a matte finish, so it's perfect for making like flyers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. In fact, that's kind of the history of it is that it was used a lot in advertisement in the early days mm. before. Um, photography was easy, easily, um, I don't know if, if they didn't want to do photography, then they would just make gouache paintings. Mm -hmm. So anyways, what I'm trying to get at is something that I've just observed 
while working on this thing that I'm not very good at. And I think we might come to think of art as something that we do and you get into the flow and you're just like, oh, everything is heavenly and I'm just, you know, flowing along. Um, I think it can be like that sometimes. Usually I, I, what I think is if you know, like, when I get that way is like it, when I'm singing and I know a song really well mm. and I, you just get in the mode because you already know it. So you don't have to think about as much like what you're going to do. Um, but if you're learning something, then it takes on a whole new aspect of, of art. It's not relaxing. It's mm -hmm. really stressful. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of anxiety that comes up while you're you're doing the piece of work because you kind of already know it's not going to turn out good and facing the fact that you know facing your insecurities like okay like i'm not very good at this like that's that's a hard thing to face usually i'm pretty good at things and oil came naturally to me not that i didn't get better at it over time but it was like a natural thing that just was like bam i get this i get this medium hmm. and i don't understand gouache at all so I, I, I really, really want to, and there's a lot of like get better at it. And there's like a lot of energy surrounding like this, uh, this force to this desire to get better and stuff like that. But I think, you know, even though it might be driven by desire a little bit, I think there's an opportunity because I feel like in creating art, you're also sitting there and actively facing problems mm -hmm. like i'm gonna sit here and solve this problem and it's going to give me a lot of anxiety and it's going to give me a lot of stress but i'm gonna do it anyway um to to get past that um but anyways that's uh that's kind of what i uh, what i was have been thinking about this week and i and I wonder if you have any insights about like creation, the creation process and artwork and that kind of thing that maybe you've experienced. Mm. I'm really drawn to what you said about solving problems. I, I think that there is a mistake in the creative process uh, a lot of the time to get attached to the out, the, the final outcome as a mm -hmm. thing to be uh, as like the measure of success or failure, uh, and, and that like sort of getting there, however you can, it becomes, uh, uh, an approach that, that just like, as the work gets harder and you get more and more in the weeds on it, there tends to be a kind of desperation when this is the attitude, when the attitude is like, I just need the thing to be done. And if I can't finish it, I failed. Uh, and, and, and that leads to, I mean, I'm thinking mostly about music projects. Those are sort of the only things that I that I've put the work in. I think in it's as, similar for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm just in terms of workload. Like writing works differently for me because I can sort of think of a paragraph that takes five minutes as a discrete thing. Like I can put, I can, I can feel like I did it that day if I if I got like a little bit of, you know, if I advanced one idea. Uh, whereas with music project, it's sort of the thing where it's like it's all taking shape. And it doesn't feel finished at all. It feels like a bunch of broken stuff on the floor uh, until suddenly it comes together, you know, uh, yeah. which is sort of how I, how I imagine painting feels, too. It's 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 like, you know, trying to 
trying to get to the end from the beginning. And, yeah. Uh, it's chaotic sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So the uh, in those projects, for me, a lot of the time, uh, my wife also just finished her her album that we've been working on all year. It's out now. Oh, like awesome. The, I mean, she finished it a while ago, but now it's out. And so it's like finished, finished. It's in the world. And, you know, I'm thinking about how that all went because it was so hard uh, to, to, to get done. Um, cu- cutting corners tends to be, uh, tends to be, seem to be a rational, uh, thing to do creatively in order to get to the end. But if you realize how much the creative act is, is an application of just the human desire to solve problems, you realize how many more problems there are to solve in the middle of the project. Like every single decision is kind of is a solving of a problem. And there's a, there's a satisfaction and a resolution and a success uh, to each of those. And that's kind of what I hear you saying about the medium that you feel uh, successful in. It's just like you're, you're just solving one thing after another. Whereas when you're having trouble with the medium, it's almost like it is one big problem. Just how do I even use this? And, 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 the the I, I want to hear sort of more about the problem solving of the uh, of the stuff that you feel successful at and competent at. Um, I'm also interested in the problem of how do I depict the face, the likeness of a of a person who's never been depicted before. Um, you know, I guess you can sort of choose which one of these you want to do. Because like the <laughs> the 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 one thing I'm interested in is. Uh, are there like, do you have a higher resolution understanding of problem solving from in a medium that you are, that you feel accomplished in, uh, that might shed some insight on sort of the general process. And then the other is just like a problem that I have no idea where to begin with, which is like, what does this person's face look like? And how do you, (laughs) how do you decide? Yeah. I, as far as the face goes, I, I know that since our, lineage you know comes from japan i wanted it to be sort of a traditional japanese female face um whatever that means to you (laughs) but um but i haven't exactly i drew i sketched it out so everything's sketched out and ready to go um and i i honestly wanted her to look as feminine as possible because i'm running into the problem here that if you're bald and you're wearing monk robes you're not your gender isn't really like very obvious. That's the whole idea, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. Um but it still has to come across that this is a female somehow. Yeah, it's at odds with the message. It is kind of at odds with the message, uh but you know, it's like, oh, we're raising female ancestry like is this a female? Mm-hmm. Uh maybe that's 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 the idea you want to have, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. you want to question whether it is a female or not. Like Yeah. Uh, but I don't want it to be so masculine that nobody would have that question at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then, then then my message won't get across at all. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Um and uh we'll have to see how that actually actually turns out if people are actually going to see a female um when we look at this uh, paint, when people look at this painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing is, you know, when I'm doing something I'm masterful at, 
versus doing something I'm not masterful at and the problem solving process, how the problem solving process differs. Um, I mean, I think the flow state differs a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that I, when I'm masterful at something, the flow state has a lot more excitement and energy. Uh, whereas I still get into a flow state if I'm not masterful at it, but it's a stressful flow state. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about this before, the flow state and yeah. how I personally don't really think that it's, it's like meditation. It's a, I mean, maybe it is a type of meditation, but it's not like, it's not like Zen meditation. Yes. Um, totally agree. Because there's just, there's too many other like emotions caught up in it that, I don't really feel like anyways it's it's a force to be reckoned with sometimes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I and I honestly like want to have more of a zen meditative state when I do something I'm not masterful at mm. uh, that way mind. maybe beginner's mind true but also just a non-attachment to the outcome like you were talking about earlier like if this turns out not how I wanted it, that's okay. Like, uh-huh. or maybe I go at it not wanting anything, you know, not wanting to have a attractive piece of artwork. Um, and I feel like that's got to be the practice with making this painting because... I think that's going to make the outcome. We've talked about like, what is Zen art? Yeah. And now I'm kind of coming to the place where I'm like, Zen art is one where you're not attached to the outcome Mm -hmm. for one. And two, where you can have a clear mind when you do it. Like Mm. obviously you're problem solving, but I mean like you're not letting the emotions of problem solving get in the way of completing the artwork mm-hmm. maybe i should have just waited to see what it turned out like to tell you like if that if i was uh i don't even want to say successful if i implemented what i'm trying to do if i'm if mm-hmm. i if i made zen artwork or not um <laughs> mm. but that's that's kind of the idea right now like how can i make this artwork without getting attached and without letting the emotions take over or even letting the, the flow take over mm-hmm. just being completely there in the moment of everything when I'm doing the artwork. Cause I don't think again, since we've talked about this before, but I don't think that you're really in the moment when you're doing, when you're in a flow state, I think that mm-hmm. you're, you're hyper-focused on, uh, something else in your brain is in a different place. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we talked about this last time we talked about flow, but the, the, the definition, I think people have lost, I mean, maybe just haven't read the book and like the, there's a sort of, uh, conventional understanding of what flow means. That isn't what actually book? what the guy was talking about flow by, by Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, the, uh, oh, guy okay. Who wrote so the book. He, I'm guessing he's the one that, um, coined the term. Yeah. Flow state. It would be the thing that, yeah. And like flow is name of the book, but like the, the people have a very simplistic understanding of what flow means and what he was actually describing. The thing he was measuring in the people that he was studying, uh, was this, uh, correlation between a high degree 
of competence in the task and a high degree of challenge in the task. And that's where you want to get to get into a flow state. Okay. And so you have to be really good at the thing. The more, the more good, the more talented at the thing you are and the more appropriate to the skill level, the challenges, the more of a flow mm-hmm. state you're in. So it kind of doesn't, uh, I mean, th- th- there's a, there's almost a scientific way of saying that you're right. That it's like it doesn't it doesn't really accommodate beginner's mind because uh, yeah. the beginner has much higher challenge and much lower competence. So the, the I think you're right that the flow state is actually like a very engaged, like high intensity state that isn't really about experiencing what's happening for you. It's about being completely absorbed in the work. Yeah. And what you're describing is really different. Um, I, I have a question about the, about your opinion about, uh, the artistic process in a physical medium, which I actually do think music counts as for me. I mean, obviously electronic music has a whole different set of considerations, but to Mm -hmm. me, music is always recorded sound of instruments in a room almost entirely anyway. And so it has the same quality of like physically using your hands, uh, or body, to uh, uh, act on the medium to make something happen. And yeah. I have a question about the way that goes for you that that might even lead to sort of another criterion for Zen art. But I want to hear about your sense of how the process gets transmitted into the medium that like if, if you're if you're making if you're doing something in a medium that you're not as comfortable in and you're exploring and trying to, just have the experience of making the thing and it's not about the success of uh, perfect work at the end it's about like uh absorbing but not not even absorbing yourself but like ha- having like just for shorthand a, a zen experience creating the thing do you think that that necessarily shows up in the work somehow is there is there is, there, is it your experience that when you make something physical the process comes through in looking at it hmm I want to say yes Mm -hmm. so when I like do works of art if if I and I do a lot of portrait painting that is kind Mm -hmm. of like my best skill as far as painting goes Mm. Um, and I I don't think I'm that great at it but you know we'll we'll get better over time Uh, (laughs) but I think you could always get better at capturing people's faces. It's a tough thing. Um, yeah. But if that if the person I'm painting is sad, a lot of times I'll actually make a sad face when I'm yourself. Yeah. Uh huh. I'll get into the state of mind that the person I'm painting is in to mm-hmm. to capture that. Mm. And I don't know how that actually like works. Like, does it? Does it transform my brush strokes if I'm like sad when I'm painting a picture? Uh, I don't know, but I want to say I I want to hope that it does because it it's part of the process. Yeah. Uh, but I think and I think if you're frustrated while you're doing a painting, there's gonna be it's gonna look a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing I was getting at with the question, based on my music experience, is that I think that the process shows up in the work to the extent that it was a Zen work that to, to the extent that you're present to your moment by moment condition and authentically engaging with the medium 
from that place instead of from the place of getting finished with it or, uh, you know, what are people going to think of this or whatever. The more there you are with the process, the more like every brush stroke shows where you're coming from instead of being mechanical or repetitious or automatic. I mean, you know, not being a painter, I can't say that for sure, but I can certainly say that like there is a difference between a single finger picked note on a guitar that was done mechanically versus one that was done with real feeling. Even if the second one is slightly muted or out of tune or not perfectly in time, I will often go with that take because I can just kind of tell that it was played for real instead of just played to get the take done. So you're definitely talking about like emotions behind it. You're not saying like, oh, I played the or I used a MIDI set to, you know, make a guitar on the computer. Yeah, I don't do that. And and, and it's that's part of why it's not it's not that I have anything against electronic music. It's that I can't make music out of things that don't have that personal presence in them. Mm-hmm. I, it just it sounds like uh, it's it, it feels like playing a video game to make rather than playing music in real time. And it also sounds like it's made by a, a computer to me. And I don't mean to criticize computers. It's just it's just like all of the. I, I don't even know what word to use for it. It's one of those things that in Zen we I think that we say that there is no word for but like. I feel I'm I receive the feeling of the music from the person playing the music and it's all the music that I listen to is also this way like my favorite music is music that you can basically see and smell <laughs> the whole scene when you listen to it mm-hmm. uh, and and when I'm making music I'm doing that with the same intention and when I'm listening back to the takes and choosing one like a guitar take, for example, mm-hmm. I can hear, even if the one that I was playing by rote was perfectly in time and perfectly in tune, it has no life to it at all. And even if the one that I was playing with like tears rolling down my face is out of tune and and like rhythmically problematic or like there's a buzzing string, I'm going to go with the second one and not because I think it's more real or something, you know, it's not some punk rock aesthetic thing. It's that I actually just feel it and I don't feel the first one. And Mm -hmm. there's something very Zen about that to me. When I look at some real traditional Zen art form, like an Enso, like the difference between one that was done out of some sort of aesthetic cultivated sensibility and the one that was done in like an almost Jackson Pollock, like, twist of emotion the second one speaks way more loudly and clearly to me and it's because i can see that brushstroke happen Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i I think that's what we generally are looking for in art it's not like a quantifiable thing and i think that that's why artwork is so personal personal to peace people I think mm-hmm. music's the same way. Like everybody has different music, especially now when we have so much access to it. I can't ever find people who like listen to the same music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is like impossible. But uh, yeah, I do. I do feel like there's some sort of emotion that we're holding on to, that we find in these artworks that uh, 
are deeply personal to us and uh, resonate with us on a on a deeper level and it's not quantifiable that's why people are like why is this painting so much more expensive than this painting i mean uh -huh. how, how who gets to decide that and i don't know like i don't know if those what they found what the the gallery owners found were you know maybe they resonated with them maybe they just knew what would sell maybe it has nothing to do with that at all but mm -hmm. even even still you know expensive or not we know when an artwork resonates with us and when it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just sort of suspect that resonance, I mean, I, I always find that to be a really good metaphor. I mean, it's a sound <laughs> metaphor, you know, I'm biased towards that particular medium, but like, <laughs> I, I, I don't actually think that there's anything metaphorical about it on some level. If you, cause I mean, you could just think of it as vibration and think of maybe everything as vibration, light as vibration. So any, any sensory experience is, is a vibration and resonance of a, of a work of art is sort of like the vibrations that went into the work come out in a very like high fidelity form. And so the resonance is almost between the artist and the, and the viewer or the listener uh -huh. and, and and it's those two people, those two beings who are in resonance with each other in that situation. And and, and I, I I just I, I think there's no other way to explain the way that human art is because such amateur stuff can be so prized and so beautiful and such formally perfect stuff can just be lifeless and awful. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's not a technical thing that's captured i think it's technical to the point that you captured what you wanted to capture right yes it's 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 almost like this uh this definition of flow it's like if the artist was was had had an appropriate challenge to capture something that they wanted to capture an appropriate level of skill to to execute that uh, it doesn't feel like it's a technical work. It feels like mm. it's a pure expression. Uh, and so, you know, that's the place of flow in this, uh, whole understanding, but it's, but it, it does that, that also doesn't mean that only highly difficult works of art that are pulled off are the beautiful ones. It means no. that, uh, you know, whatever, whichever person made the thing that speaks to you it makes you it makes you want to know that person more. There's something more I want to hear about, like the uh, the person that you're the the ancestor that you're painting, like the the because because the subject you you we haven't really talked about the fact that you um, are such a an artist uh, so concerned with human subjects and like the person that you're painting now is an. Uh, I mean, it's not a fictional subject necessarily. It's just that your image of them is uh, mm -hmm. you're creating it completely. And so what who is who is that? What is what does the subject of the of the painting have to do with where you are? I mean, you said the thing about make about like feeling sad, like making a f sad face when you're painting a, a sad model, um, which feels kind of like an act of empathy with that person in the room mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. um, but, but how, how is the, how are you turning into this person that you're creating out of thin air? 
Well, it's already, I already am that person to a certain extent. Hmm. To the extent that, well, I think this person is, uh, we have a lot of the sh- same shared knowledge, but I imagine they probably meditate more than I do. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm uniquely positioned to create fictional people hmm. um, because I'm a fantasy illustrator. Right. Yeah. Uh, so even though I don't, I think that, that every piece of fantasy is is based in reality um, somewhere along the lines. And mm-hmm. you, you take those inspirations from, from people you meet. And, you know, I kind of want this, uh, this bodhisattva to sort of uh, mirror a lot of the qualities of other bodhisattvas that I've met and men or women really i th- i think that those qualities they kind of they kind of transcend feminine or masculine mm-hmm. uh traits and i think that is kind of what i want her to resonate without without you know but still know that that it is a woman it's a tough thing mm-hmm. but um we'll see how it goes it, you just raised something very interesting which is like you're resonating with other people you've met in creating this person. We were talking about the resonance between you and the person later in our sangha looking at this image. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the sort of fundamental act of communication in this painting. But you're also using this other person as a transmitter for that resonance. And you're putting into the expression and posture and attitude of that person a bunch of other resonances that you've had with other people mm-hmm. and the uh, the and then like the whole idea of a bodhisattva is resonance with all beings right and so the 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 really really zen question about like who is this person is like how do you ca- like the you know how, how does anyone b- bring the universal quality of bodhisattvahood into the particular everyday acts of their life and how do you show that in like the eyes and the eyebrows of a person and it's really interesting to me that there are specific people that you're thinking of and it sounds like more than one uh who you're bringing in and and i'm wondering like does it become universal at some point if there's like enough resonance with enough people does that have anything to do with your process of like how you depict a bodhisattva in a way that feels true I mean, I've never done it before, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't. Again, I I think the the key here is not to think about it too much. Sure. I, I feel like if I if if I like overwork it, you know, if I if I try to I don't know create a process for it, you know, my my whole thing. We'll go back to the beginning. Is that I just don't want to be attached to the outcome of it like i can't be attached to whether it is going to resonate with people or not and Mm -hmm. it might not Um, and that's gonna have to be okay too householders is a production of the atlanta soto zen center in atlanta georgia and the silent thunder order find us on the web at aszc.org our sangha depends on your support you can donate by paypal to donate at storder.org. Gashow.